the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I tell you, we got an absolutely fantastic show coming your way today. We're going to talk about something that's, uh, I believe, that affects us all. Especially in today's uh, times, I mean, where inflation has overtaken, you know, the amount of money that we uh, are bringing in in order to uh, live what we call the good life. I'm not saying that we're, we're living a bad life, but I'm talking about being able to provide adequately for your family, pay your house note, pay your cars, pay all of this stuff. And, you know, one of the things that is affecting us is at the grocery store. I mean, uh, Michelle and I live in uh, California and we live in Texas. But I can tell you, when I'm in California, the prices at the grocery store for the same thing that we get in Texas is like double, sometimes more than that. And But the wages is, is not uh, going up. And so that's a major problem. Uh, and what do you think about that, Todd? Well, yeah, right now, you know, it's a tough time for everybody and things fluctuate. You know, there's good times, there's bad times. The thing about gold is I know it's anybody that's successful in investing, gold is always something that they are invested in. And it's a way to, you always hear people talk about, oh, you need to have diversity in your investments. Um, You can't have them all in one thing. And Gold, you know, it's used for them, you know, long as we can know this, as long as history has been recorded, money has been used as kind of a standard for currency. And if you look, I mean, pretty much it fluctuates. But if you look back from, you know, 1970 to what it is now, the price of gold continues to rise. So um, I I know it's a good investment. It's the number one out of all the, you know, uh, precious resources uh, precious metals, the gold is number one that's that's used the most. So anything that you can do to kind of keep your money constantly going up is great. As everybody knows, the stock market, you know, you could lose money, but uh, it seems like gold is a, is a good one for, for security and long-term investment. Gold is great uh, for its investment, but uh, what 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 about, uh, you know, I'm talking about at the, at the grocery stores when you're buying groceries oh. now. Yeah, you, can't, you can't you can't eat gold but yeah no the, it's so expensive yeah everything's ridiculous right now you get to that checkout and everything is so expensive and uh it's just like okay what what are we gonna do how, how are we gonna overcome this just like i was saying and in texas uh we i wouldn't say we don't have that type of problem but um the food uh expenses uh, uh all of those things are a lot less uh in texas than it is in california and depending on which state you're in you know yeah. uh this um this, it's a major major issue major major problem so big time uh, you're you're in california everything costs more yes i mean it's it, it, it it's costs a lot more of expensive out, here in san diego we have the highest gas prices so but oh, the yeah, one thing yeah. that got our guest uh, mr fred dasheski all um situated on the show today how are you doing james well, I'm doing just fine. You know, I'm done. I, I was just uh, just uh, thinking about uh, this topic that we're going to talk about. It's so important. It's so important to, to all of us. It's so important to all our listeners. It's so important to everybody in the world because uh, 
America economy is, uh, according to everything I read here, is is a lot better than most or every other country. And uh, so everybody's faced with the same thing, especially at the supermarkets, uh, wherever you shop, wherever you get your food. And so that's important. So uh, I tell you what, Michelle, can you can you introduce uh, the title of the show, the purpose of the show and introduce this great, great guest that we're going to have on today? Oh, most definitely. So the title of today's show is Cash Crash at the Checkout, the Great Grocery Grumble. So we're having a discussion with president of U.S. Coin Capital and currency expert Fred Dachevsky. And we're going to discuss about rising grocery prices and inflation, factors fueling inflation, future economic predictions, and impact on retirees. So let's talk a little bit about our guest today. Fred Dachevsky is from Long Island, New York. New York, woo-hoo. He attended the University of New York at Albany and studied psychology, political science, and economics. Fred started in the coin business in 1984 in northern New Jersey, opening several offices in Southern California in the mid-80s. He returned to the East Coast in 1989, opened the Hilton Head office for SDL, Inc. in 1999 with partner Andrew Goss. He has since opened his own business, U.S. Coin Capital. So please welcome to the show, Fred Dashevsky. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Fred. Welcome to the show, my friend. Excellent. Welcome. I'm glad we got the technology issues worked out. I apologize for that. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's okay. I mean, sometimes it, it's like that. But Fred, uh, tell tell our viewers and our listeners, what was it like growing up in, in Long Island, New York? And just like Michelle was telling, she from New York, Queens, uh, and et cetera. Sure. Long Island was a great place to grow up. I mean, the proximity to New York City gave you access to all the greatest things that were available at the time. You know, it was the late 60s and early 70s when I grew up as a kid. We had our, you know, local beaches that we could access. Um, you know, the educational system there was actually pretty good for public education. The lifestyle was, you know, the typical average suburban community of those days. Uh, it was a really nice place to grow up. Um, now I've actually lived on Hilton Head Island for about 30 years. I've actually now lived here longer than any other place in my life. But I'm very happy to have been able to have grown up on Long Island at the time I did. Wow. You know, so uh, in college, I see that you studied several different things. You you studied uh, psychology, political science, and economics and at the university uh uh, Albany or New York. Yes, you know, sir. What, I had the what, misguided idea that I was going to become a lawyer. What what uh, attracted you to focus on uh, particular things that you are doing right now? Well, you know, it's really interesting. I lived through a period where things were beginning to change in my lifetime that had been the same for a very, very long period of time. So back in 1971, when I was a young pup, uh, we went through a fundamental change in the United States that was the most single dramatic change to monetary policy since the 1790s. And that was the removal of the standard of gold and silver against U.S. paper money. So previously, up to this point, 1971, the federal government could not create paper money unless it had sufficient supplies of gold and silver to back each and every paper note it printed. The concept was was actually fairly simple. The idea was to protect the public from having money just continually printed without some sort of financial backing to prevent an inflationary problem. And when Richard Nixon removed this gold standard in 1971, honestly, I was too young to really understand what was wrong with this, except something intrinsically hit me that said, this is not right, this is a, a problem. And there's a good reason why we've had the systems we've had for as long as we've had and my fundamental gut belief was that the people who had originated the monetary system we'd had up to 1971 were a lot smarter than the people who were in politics in the 1970s. So I sort of just couldn't accept the idea that, that these guys were somehow now more intelligent to make these fundamental changes and decisions that would affect everybody's wealth and lived through that. And it just stuck with me as I grew older so I began to research the idea of what money was all about. Wow. You know, as you know, my producer, Todd, was talking about gold, uh, which is the standard, still the world standard uh, in, in currency. I'm talking about a different type of currency, but everything. And you mentioned that um, under Rich Nixon, he kind of changed a couple of things. Uh, can you tell our audience, we have like a two minutes before the break, first break. Why did you... Uh, 
or what inspired you to uh, look deeply into the coin uh, or Bitcoin, however that is, uh, industry? Well, again, one of those things was that fundamental 71 change, which just stuck with me. Uh, The other was that in uh, 1963, on November 22nd, when JFK was assassinated, um, my birthday is November 22nd. So that event followed me for the rest of my life. Every year on my birthday, they revisited the Kennedys and the Kennedy assassination and the whole story surrounding it. In 1964, the last silver coins in the United States were minted with with, uh, President Kennedy on the half dollars. And as the silver came out of the change in 64 and these Kennedy half dollars remained as the last actual silver coins, you know, again, it just struck me that there was some fundamental tie here between what was happening and what I was experiencing in my life. I began again to question the concept, why was silver being removed from U.S. change? And it turned out it took me a while to come to understand the problem was uh, that a 25 cent silver quarter at some point after 1964, had more than 25 cents worth of silver in it. In other words, the metal value began to exceed the face value, which created a fundamental problem. So silver came out of the change. And after 1964, we started to see quarters and dimes uh, that had no silver in them. Wow. And- hold, hold that thought for you. We take a station break, but I want to get back. I want to pick it up. I want to pick it up from there. And I tell you, whichever platform that you're watching this on or you're listening to it on the radio, all you have to do on the radio side, just pick up the phone, dial 1-866-577-2473 or whichever one of the platforms, over 45 different live streaming platforms, E36 TV, Transfer TV, YouTube, LinkedIn. All you have to do is just look at the comments and ask this great guest any question that you might have. It's your life and we'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. And I, I tell you, I got my fantastic guest here, Fred, that's getting ready to educate us on a lot of different things. 
I, I know the title of the show. We're we going to get to that in, in a few minutes, but uh, we, we have to talk about some of the things that uh, is leading up to uh, why we decided to go with that title, why we talk talk about groceries and, and crashes and all that other type of stuff. But we're just getting educated on currency and uh, a little history about that. Uh, that's so important. And so uh, wherever you're watching this on, all you have to do is just go to the comments and ask any question that you might have. Or pick up the phone, one 877 Fred, I want to touch bases. Uh, you was explaining the silver market and how uh, the coins, uh, nickels, dimes, quarters, how the silver amount in those, the value of it has exceeded the actual quarter or whatever that might have been. Can you touch bases on that just a little bit more? Fred, can you hear me? Fred, um, I think we done lost him again. Hey, Todd, what are your thoughts on that? I asked the question again, James. Uh, he was talking about the value. You remember we were talking about gold, and then he was talking about silver. Yes. And uh, he was saying that uh, under Nixon, and even in today's time, the value uh, of the silver, like it's a quarter, a nickel, or a dime, the amount of silver that's invested in that 25 cent or 10 cent or 5 cent has exceeded the value of uh, that, meaning that it's worth more money today. Yes, yeah. I, I believe it's uh, quarters up until 1964 had silver in them. And that's after, oh, he's back with us. Yeah, yeah, but go go here, Todd. Oh going. no! So I, I always uh, I, I'm the property manager for uh, the apartments I live in. So when I collect all the quarters from the machines, I always go through and look to see if I can find any of the silver ones. Which actually, it's been a couple years since I, I used to be real easy to find them. You can tell by the sound, but now it's been a couple years since I've seen them. So not so many in circulation anymore. Wow, you know, hey, Fred, what are your thoughts on that one, Because now you guys gonna have me looking for quarters. Uh, that or uh, anything that made uh, before 1964, including 64, right? And it's a smart move. So a silver quarter from 1964 is worth about five or six dollars today. You know what's interesting is that back the last year that they produced silver quarters, five silver quarters or one dollar and twenty five cents face value was the standard wage, and that was a sufficient wage for an average American to keep a job, pay his taxes, buy a home, and have a little bit of savings. Uh, you know, today you look at what the value of $1.25 is, and it's insane. Uh, of course, those silver quarters today at about $6 or so a coin, you know, you're looking at around a $30 hourly wage in today's real world in the value of the silver content and the value of the silver coin. It illustrates the gap between what's happening for Americans and the difference between paper money and the original gold and silver coins that the U.S. Treasury used to produce that unfortunately most Americans now are experiencing an inflationary problem because we have a fundamental flaw in the way monetary systems are operating in America. Wow. You know, uh, I have not even thought about that uh, because when it comes to the coins, and I see why we have a lot of coin collectors out there that's pulling these things back. This is a very interesting topic and very interesting uh, a thing to know because uh, just like I said, I'm going to be looking for anything that's 64 and below. I would. <laughs> you know, I used to have local customers who would run down to the bank and take a couple hundred dollars in cash and ask them for 50 cent piece rolls and get the half dollars and then just simply go through them and see if they could pick out any that were partial or were silver. And uh, as your previous uh, guest just mentioned, it was a little bit easier years ago. Uh, you'll see fewer and fewer of them now as most people do recognize that difference in the way they look and the way they sound. And of course the value is so substantially different now that it is worthwhile for people to kind of scour through. Uh, large investors are also accumulating large quantities of these original gold and silver pieces as wealth protection. Because unfortunately what Americans are experiencing, and this relates to the issue that you raised at the beginning of the show, why is the cost of everything going up so much? The problem fundamentally is it's the value of the money that's deteriorating. The items are basically the same. It's the same box of Cheerios and the same ground beef pound. Uh, they have not fundamentally changed. It's the same barrel of oil and the same gasoline that we're all using. 
What's changed is the value of the money that we're using to purchase these items is being eroded out from under our feet, by the way, by an entity that the U.S. public has no control over. The Federal Reserve, which operates behind the scenes, is a privately owned corporation, not part of the United States government. So we have unelected officials who are affecting the lives of every American. Wow. So uh, why haven't there been a push on letting uh, Americans know about this prior to uh, that the, the silver has changed uh, and that uh, prior 64 and prior to uh, that, if you had some of those things, you might want to consider the value or you might want to. I mean, I'm about, I have not heard a push on that to educate the public. Well, you know, the problem is that we get distracted as a public by all the modern issues that are going on, so much so that bigger pictures like this get lost in the background. You know, how many people fundamentally understood that the Federal Reserve, when it was enacted in 1913, was actually a coalition of bankers who had wanted to take over the issue of money in America? And that that battle had been going on since the 1790s when the founding fathers first established the first monetary system. Interestingly, the founding fathers actually had this kind of conversation in 1785 uh, at the end of the Revolutionary War. As we came close to deciding how to create the new America, not only did we have to create a government, but we also had to create a banking system and a monetary policy. And the founding fathers were fearful that either politicians or bankers in the future might end up gaining control over money. So they instituted a system of money made from gold and silver specifically to avoid all the kinds of fundamental debt problems that we experience now. I don't think they ever would have believed that we'd be sitting now in 2023 with the United States government that's $33 trillion in debt and paying over a trillion dollars a year now just in interest payments. This was unprecedented thinking. And it comes about because, again, fundamental decisions were made behind the scenes but a lot of efforts have been made to keep the public at bay from grasping the nature of the changes in monetary policies. Wow. Hey, Todd, I, I'm, I'm curious to, uh, to uh, get your thoughts on this uh, because uh, you was explaining some things about 1964 and all that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on what Fred just said? Well, I think it's very, really interesting. I never really thought of it as like a, to, to invest in coins for, for, for security uh, with uh, to kind of combat inflation and whatnot, but that's a great idea. I, it kind of, uh, the, the, the large investors, get, you know, buying them, maybe that's why I can't find them so much anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's a great idea for, for diversity and investments to, to go out there and get some of these coins. Thank you, DS2. So, hey, Fred, I want to change the topic a little bit. I want to talk about the why you chose uh, the topic of the show, uh, Cash Crash at the Checkout and the Great uh, Grocery Rumbles. Uh, can you explain to our viewers and our listeners uh, why this is so important, why you chose this, and why that uh, awareness of the public need to be made? Absolutely, because we are really experiencing a fundamental change in the United States at a, rattle, a level and a rate that has never been seen before. What I mean by that is that when inflation, which is, you know, we can describe what inflation is in economic terms and we can define it based upon how economics is, is used to define the word. Reality is, is that inflation is experienced by people when they get less for their money. So what's happening is inflation is way ahead of the wage increases and price increases that people are getting. We're not keeping pace as Americans. The cost of goods and services are increasing faster than Americans' wages and income. So this creates a gap. And unfortunately, the government has been utilizing a gimmick, which is to print unbacked money whenever it runs out of capital. Back when we had a gold standard up to 1971, or even the silver coins up to the 1960s, you couldn't simply float paper money without having something technically backing it that was tangible. Nowadays, we have that requirement removed completely. So the government is free to print any amount of paper money it wants. So let's say it spends more than it brings in. It can make up that gap by simply creating that additional money. It solves the government's short-term problem, but it creates a huge problem for Americans which is the inflation of the value of their money. So the reason I bring this up now is because since 2020, the rate of inflation and the rate of monetary expansion has been the single most rapid increase in the history of the United States. We have leaped from what was billions in the late 1990s and early 2000s. We're now dealing in trillions. 
And although the numbers don't sound so dissimilar, mathematically, they are vastly apart. It's a thousandfold difference between a billion and a trillion. And when the government is deficit spending now trillions each year and continues to create that additional money to make up that gap, what they're doing to the American public is diluting the value of their wealth. It would be like if I took a cup of black coffee and poured it in the bottom of a tub and slowly added water to the tub and periodically would scoop out a cup of the mixture. The more water that I add, the lighter that cup of coffee starts to look until eventually if the tub is filled with water, it's been diluted so much that the, it'll probably be completely clear. And this is the kind of problem that people are experiencing. People are now seeing inflation for the first time so vividly, it's becoming impossible to ignore it. And I think it's critical that Americans recognize this is going to get far worse in the next five years than it has the past two years, which have been incredible. And I think people should prepare themselves for that by counterbalancing their wealth with something that actually would appreciate over the next few years while the value of the paper money they're holding continues to be inflated. Hold it, though. We got to take a station break. But this is so important uh, that we continue you know, to educate the American uh, public and those you know, customers <laughs> and where they will understand that, uh, wow, we all in this together. And the federal government and the agency, the Fed, all of that are all in this and working together. But we have to be able to understand what's going to extend our dollars so we can continue to strive. So, okay, I'm going to take a station break. You want to be part of the conversation, one 877 or whichever platform that you're on, all you have to do is just go to the comments. Ask Fred any question that you might have. Remember, it's your life. We'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show with your life. And I tell you, tell you, I am getting such an education from my great guests here. And, you know, a lot of ideas uh, and things that uh, many of us don't even think about because, first of all, if we lack understanding and we don't want to understand, <laughs> we don't know. But when it's fed to you and, you and the light come on, you have that aha moment. Um, then you start to think, at least I hope that you start to think. 
that what can I do uh, to extend the value of the money or my, the control of the dollar that I have? And I believe that Fred is giving such such great advice and educating us on a lot of things. And especially when it comes to uh, the supermarkets, grocery stores, and and things that are, are happening there. You know, so, uh, Fred, I want to pick it back up there. Um, I understand sure. that um, prices has climbed to an all-time high, like you just said, and uh, a lot of things that are going on. Who, uh, who's uh, are responsible for that? You know, that's a great question. So, you know, originally we had a system that was not supposed to require uh, exactly what you brought up. You know, most people are not aware of this, and nor should they have to be. You know, we've got our own issues. We've got our families to deal with. We have our careers and our lives to, to pay attention to. We shouldn't, as Americans, have to be following uh, uh, an organization like the Federal Reserve, a central bank of a country, in order to figure out whether or not the value of money we're earning today, week to week, is going to actually have any buying power in five or 10 years from now. This is not what we were supposed to have as a monetary system. In fact, we prevented exactly this problem by maintaining the gold and silver standard against the U.S. dollar. So this is why that was so significant in 71 when that standard was removed against paper money and after 1964 when silver was pulled from U.S. change. So, you know, the public has got a problem. We are, as you said, all in this together. And we're facing an enemy that we should not have to deal with. We should not be forced to have to concern ourselves with the future value of money. So there's two responsible parties when it comes to this. One is the central bank itself. The Federal Reserve system as a whole is seriously flawed because it affords the opportunity for a government to deficit spend money knowing that it has a backstop. And I've made the analogy before. It's, it's as if you had a friend with a gambling problem, but you had so much money that every time he blew through everything he had and couldn't borrow another cent, he'd come to you and you'd make a loan to him and bail him out. Well, what's to prevent him then from going back to the casino and running another run? He knows that you're his backstop. He knows that you're there for him and that you're not going to stop giving him the capital he needs to survive. So he keeps on gambling and he keeps on losing money. Well, what if you weren't there anymore? Reality would kick in very quickly and he'd have to face the piper. Unfortunately, with America, the government has got the backstop and that's the Federal Reserve System standing there saying to them, we don't care if you spend a billion, a trillion or five trillion dollars you don't have. We'll print all the money that you need. We will do that for you because it just simply adds to the amount of debt that the U.S. government carries and it benefits the Federal Reserve central banks, but does not benefit the public who has to experience the loss in the value of that currency that these guys in the background are playing with. So we're not supposed to have to pay attention to this stuff. But unfortunately, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the problem is accelerating. It's not a 2% inflation like we had in the 60s, where... 98% of the value of your money was still there a year later. It's, it's hardly noticeable. But 8% inflation? Well, that means over three years, you've lost a quarter of your money. Over five years, you've lost almost 50% of the value of your money. And if your wages are not going up that rapidly, you're drowning and you're losing more and more value no matter how much you're earning. And unfortunately, wages and income are not keeping up with the rate of inflation. So Congress is to blame for spending money of the U.S. public it doesn't have, but it can't seem to control itself because we've gotten so far into debt with $33 trillion worth of bonded national debt. Each polit political person who comes into power is faced with the same problem. So I'm going to make you president tomorrow, and I'm going to say you currently now have all the authority to make any decisions you want. So how are you going to solve the problem with $33 trillion in debt? There's only two ways to do it, and it's the same as an individual who spends more money than he doesn't have. You either have to reduce your spending or you have to increase your income. And when the government wants to increase its income, that means it's going to look to you and I because it's going to raise our taxes to do that. And if we're going to ask the government to stop spending money it doesn't have, it's going to have to make some cuts into services that people get. And no one wants to be the politician that says, well, we can't afford to pay Social Security anymore or we can't afford any of the social programs that are available because we don't have the money. So I'm going to say as a politician that, OK, I can fix the, the trillions in debt, but it's going to cost you. You're going to have to pay higher taxes. And I don't mean just a little bit. I mean, your taxes would have to go up fivefold or tenfold to even make a dent 
in the problem. And subsequently, simultaneously, the government would have to reduce its spending by trillions of dollars. What's actually happening is exactly the opposite. We're not collecting more taxes, and the government is spending more and more money every year that it takes in. So the problem is getting vastly worse, and unfortunately, it's the public that bears the brunt of it. Fred, you speak the truth. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I, we know the Federal Reserve, right, has raised, I think, 10 times in, in 2023, uh, the, the federal rate. Um, and you're right. You have to reduce spending or increase taxes from, from a political perspective. Um, and that's it's not about the people. Uh, the, the political, they're divided on each side. And I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, they have to come together. They have to understand that cuts, spending, uh, American people, we have to look at the American people first. Uh, I don't know if uh, what the Federal Reserve is doing with the hikes. And they, I understand they're probably going to hike a couple more times. It just happened. Oh, uh, well, the here's the problem. People. So the Federal Reserve began to print massive amounts of money after the pandemic in 2020. Why did they do that? Well, the idea was the economy had come to a screeching halt. I mean, a lot of people remember major cities were closing down and stores, offices, a lot of businesses folded. People could or not earn a living. The whole economic environment had really come to a screeching halt like somebody had slammed on the brakes. So the Fed turned to itself and said, we need to stimulate economic activity. What's the easiest way to do that? You make money available and make it cheap. Because if you and I can borrow money at 0% or 1% or 2%, well, we're a lot more likely to borrow a lot of money and go buy that new home or buy the new refrigerator or buy that new car or spend that capital because the money is available and inexpensive. But what happens when the Fed continues to do that? and increases the supply of money so much and so rapidly that not only do they get the economy kick-started, but they subsequently create another problem they didn't intend to, which is they begin to inflate money very quickly because this flooding of cheap money into the economy, yes, it may stimulate activity, but it also devalues currency. So now the Fed is faced with another problem. It's overdone the amount of printing, so much so that inflation is starting to rip through the economy at a pace we haven't seen in 20, 30 years. And what is the response from the Fed when it creates inflation? Well, now we need to slow the economy down. That's how you fight inflation. How do you do that? You raise the interest rates again and again and again. And you're right, it's 10, 11 times that the Fed has raised rates simply in an effort to slow economic activity because of all the money they printed since 2020. And here we are now in 2023, and we're at a tipping point where the Fed is trying to say, okay, maybe we've gone too far. And if we do this too much and choke the economy too hard, well, then we could end up in a recession. And we're kind of back where we started with low economic activity. And then the Fed would have to lower rates again to move the economy forward. This is just like a, an up and down roller coaster ride that we're going through. So the Fed is facing a huge problem of trying to walk this tightrope. Can they raise rates enough to slow the inflation problem down so that your, your listeners and I don't experience this massive increase in costs to the supermarket? But can we not go too far to tip the scales and by virtue of trying to slow down the cost increases, also choke the economy down so that business slows down so much? That we don't have any economic activity, and the Fed is then again forced to lower rates and start all over again. Wow, <laughs> you know, uh, we got to take another station break, but uh, we're going to pick it back up with this because it's so important um, to understand uh, the Federal Reserve and why they raise rates, decrease rates, um, and etc. How the whole government work together, and how this is affecting us, the consumer, the people. Tell you what. If you want to be part of this conversation, one 866 or whichever platforms, is 45 different live platforms, all you have to do is just go to the comments, ask any question that you might have, and I promise you we'll get you an answer. It's your life, and we'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. 
It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I, I, I tell you, just, uh, just like I mentioned, this is such an educational um, to all of us uh, to understand just how things are functioning in the federal government and how we all must be cognitive to what's going on in order for us to be able to. I mean, first of all, strive, take care of your family, take care of um, yourself, and also plan for future generations uh, because it just doesn't end with us. Um, legacy, uh, we have to uh, leave a, a legacy. I hope that we're leaving a legacy for uh, our future generations to be able to come and afford a lot of the things that that we are doing and I'm trying to be able to carry on and become better. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I agree with you. You know, it's like uh, your guest was saying, you know, that it's important for your, for yourself, your family to have, be financially secure. So financially secure, but you know, we also, uh, you know, our, our families and, you know, our kids, our future kids, our grandkids and, you know, just being able to have a a platform, have a earth, have a whatever that might mean, yeah. so that they can uh, pick it up and just uh, uh, carry on. So uh, not not just carry on, but be prosperous in everything that they do. So I think I that's agree. so important. Yes, I think. What, and Fred, what are your thoughts on on, on this? And uh, predictions is what I'm trying to say is uh, based on today's times on everything that's happening today where do you see tomorrow you know it's a great question um the problem has been that a lot of people are so worried that many have made a a kind of an extrapolation leap to suggest that the u.s dollar might implode you know that the debt might become so overwhelmingly large that it becomes a vicious cycle. Uh, they could barely pay the interest, so they borrow more money to pay interest payments on existing debt. If interest rates go up, of course, carrying $33 trillion worth of debt becomes a lot more expensive. So it's a fundamental uh, cycle that continues to grow. So <clears throat> you know, some people have actually uh, been buying a lot of gold and silver coins with an expectation of the US dollar you know, simply imploding. Now, I actually don't believe it'll get that bad uh, because I do think we will print our way out of the problem. So what I'm looking at in the future is a lot of inflation, a lot more rapid than we've experienced in recent years. In fact, there's probably a whole generation of Americans who never really experienced inflation, except for what we saw last year at about eight and a half percent, because they've had the experience since 2009 of rates being near zero. So they've grown up in a world where, you know, interest rates were always cheap and it was never a big problem and inflation was a non-issue. But we're past that point now. Um, I've been at this gold and silver coin business for close to 40 years. And in my first couple of decades, you know, we honestly thought we could rally the public to educate people and get everybody aware of this problem and perhaps push our congressmen and find somebody who would stand up and do something. Uh, a few made some efforts. You know, the most infamous was probably uh, Dr. Ron Paul. 
And if people are not familiar with him, look this guy up and look at some of the conversations he had with Congress going back even to the 1990s, how he expanded upon where we would be today if things didn't change. And they didn't. And he predicted exactly what we would experience now. So in the future, what I think is going to happen is we'll have kids and grandkids who grow up and pay $50 at Starbucks for a cup of coffee. And it'll seem perfectly normal to them. And they'll laugh about us as old people telling them stories about when we used to buy, you know, coffee for a dollar. It'll be like, you know, my grandfather used to tell me stories. He used to go to the supermarket, buy candy bar for a nickel. Okay. Well, those days are gone. You know, in fact, I had a, a, a client of mine, her uh, mother recently passed. Her father and mother had been married for some almost 50 years. And the father had not been to the supermarket. The mother did the, the shopping for the home. So he went with the daughter once just, you know, to keep her company and walked up to the counter and picked up a candy bar and put it up on the counter. And the girl says, that'll be $3 and 50 cents. And he looks at her and says, well, wait, I just want one. And she said, yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. It's $3 and 50 cents. And he's standing there with a quarter in his hand, bewildered by what's happened since the last time he went to a supermarket. So I think Americans ought to be prepared for that type of change. Everything you buy and everything you spend money on is going to cost you more. And I used to believe that we could get Congress to do something. They could, as we talked about earlier, potentially reduce their spending or even, God forbid, raise taxes, which nobody wants. But if it would solve the problem, it might almost be worthwhile. But neither of those are going to work anymore because the size of the problem right now has gone so far beyond the ability of the government to intervene. It can't raise taxes enough and it can't lower spending enough to actually do anything to change the size of the problem. The only issue now is how fast we're gonna print our way out of this. So I would say for Americans, the best thing you could do is protect yourself against this inevitable loss in paper money by counterbalancing your own personal wealth with some physical gold and silver coins or anything tangible. You know, I have people that buy rare guitars, rare motorcycles, uh, vintage cars, these physical items, tangible things, things you can put your hands on, touch and feel, that should be a portion of everyone's wealth. And for those people that have larger amounts of money, they're experiencing right now a vast problem, which is the interest payments that banks are offering on CDs and bank accounts and money markets and mutual funds are not high enough to cover the rate of inflation. So even though they're gaining money at the end of the year, they're actually getting less buying power with that additional money. So I think the future is problematic. Um, again, I don't experience or believe that we're going to experience this like, you know, ultimate demise and collapse of the dollar where, you know, it's like anarchy on the streets and you can't spend paper money to buy goods and services. I don't think that would make much sense for anybody, especially the powers that be, because the entire world's economies would all come to a, you know, a crash and screeching halt overnight if the U.S. paper dollar was completely worthless. But I do believe instead of one word worthless, we should be looking at the two words worthless. And that to me seems inevitable. You know, hey, Fred, we got uh, like three minutes left in the show, but um, we as Americans, uh, we uh, as, right now we're in a divided uh, political world, meaning that neither party cares about anything other no. than power, other than power. Was he a Republican? Was he a Democrat? And you know how big of a problem that is. So right now, for example, we have a, a debt ceiling problem. So we, the government has spent all the money that Congress has said you're legally allowed to spend. We've hit that limit. So now they can't spend any more money unless they shut the government down or raise the debt limit. In other words, agree that they're going to go further into debt. And just like you said, these two parties, they can't get along. They can't even agree on the simplest thing, which is to raise the debt limit. It's not as if this is new money that we're talking about. This is money already spent, and we're just trying to agree to allow Congress to say, okay, we authorize the creation of more debt because we have to pay our bills. Because the other option is we either shut government down or the US government starts to default on its debt obligations. So if you're holding a treasury bond, and the government has promised you, you'll get your principal and interest. If they were to turn around and say, I'm sorry, Dr. Cooley, we just don't have the money to pay you. 
the onslaught of problems that would create would, would devastate the world's economy. So these guys can't even get along to agree to the simplest thing, like raising the debt limit. I don't see them really getting together and, you know, magically somehow coming up with a solution to this problem anytime soon. I kind of lost faith in both parties. Lost faith. Hey, Fred, we are down to like one minute of the show. I got to tell you that this is so important. Uh, Krista, I, I, I see that you're watching. We got to have this guy back on again real soon because we, we got so much more we had to talk about. So, uh, Fred. And I uh, promise if, I'll have the technology problems worked out by then. Hey, <laughs> Fred, uh, real quickly, if our, our listeners want to get in touch with you and reach out to you for your services or and enlist you into helping them out, how can they do that? Well, the easiest way is our 800 number, 800-878-COIN. That's 800-878-2646. Uh, visit our website. It's U.S. Coin Capital. And capital spelled like the building, so C-A-P-I-T-O-L, U.S. Coin Capital. Uh, we have our Facebook page. We have our YouTube channel, all under U.S. Coin Capital. Uh, feel free to reach out. And, again, our 800 number, 800-878-2646. We have a really well-educated staff that will walk people through how to do this properly, how to correctly accumulate gold and silver coins as wealth protection. We've worked from people who've never done this before, who honestly wouldn't know the difference between a dime and a dollar to some very sophisticated investors who've spent, you know, millions with us. So we're happy to help. Hey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the James Cooley Show with your life. And again, hey, Crystal, uh, please get in touch with Michelle. Got to have this guy back. I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Michelle Cooley for putting together another great uh, show. I'd like to thank my producer, Pirate, or KCBQFM. Uh, 96.1 AM 1170 answer San Diego for always uh, you know hooking up things making making me look good most importantly I like to thank our viewers and our listeners for tuning in to the James Cooley show it's your life Monday through Friday 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time always dream big think big and be big we'll see you tomorrow same time same place it's your life thanks for joining us for the James Cooley show it's your life to learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.